Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer. Joined by Dominic Neely, Kyler Staley. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Good. Staying warm. Staying warm? Yes, sir. Well, it's, you know, I'm glad we're not in Buffalo. That, that is true, <laughs> yes. Although there's times where that's kind of fun. That does yeah. not look like fun in well, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Six feet might be a bit much. <laughs> it's fun staying one. in, though. I'll, I'll admit that it is. We had we had that one. Was it five years ago? We had what we have something like twenty six inches, followed yeah. by ten consecutive days of sub zero temperatures. So it just sort of froze itself in. And luckily, the neighborhood that I live in, I I live real close to Carmel, like the main area of Carmel, like the. The, the police station, the fire station, the, the roads outside my neighborhood get plowed almost in real time. Uh, so if I can get out of my neighborhood, I can kind of get around. And it was surreal being the only guy on the road, it seemed like. <laughs> um, but yeah, digging out, digging out's not fun, but, but uh, having things canceled to the point where there's nothing else to do but relax, never, never a dull moment, never a bad thing. All right, two A basketball. We're doing two A previews right now. Looking at the looking at our thoughts on the top ten teams in each in this class. We've already uh, we've already recorded the three A and four A podcast. Uh, we got one A left to do. Currently, it's Saturday morning at eight o'clock or a little bit after eight a.m. So if something major happens between now and then, between now and Monday when this thing posts, I'm so sorry we missed it. But uh, Dominique, why don't you lead us off? Who was uh, who was your number number ten team at two A? Number ten, I went with uh, University. Um, Sabian uh, Sabian Kane's back. Four of their top five scores are back from last year, and um, I like Kane's game. You know, he's a nice guard for him, strong, uh, can you know shoot it. it. Looks like he can score it from all three levels. So, um, University is my number ten team. They're right in your backyard, Jim. Yeah, well, I have number ten too. So, and. Uh, in large part because of Kane and Oslowski, Andre Oslowski, uh, another kid from Carmel that transferred out of this Carmel 2023 class. Like I said, that 2023 class had nine, nine kids that uh, I, I felt could have been varsity contributors, even at Carmel. Not, not that all nine of them were going to be around by their senior year, but uh, this, this group has spread out a little bit. One of them is Andre, Andre, excuse me, Oslowski. Um, whose father, I believe, played in the NFL. Uh, they've also got Robert Russell, Tommy Bracey, both those guys that, that will join Kane in the backcourt. And, you know, talk to Coach Lafferman a little bit heading into this recording, actually this morning, just making sure we didn't miss anybody, like making sure we didn't miss some unknown transfer that, that's happened since June. I didn't see him play in June. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't know if they had anybody new. Uh, reportedly, they don't. 
I kind of jokingly accused him of hiding somebody. So we'll see. Uh, but I mean, he, uh, he felt like that, that evaluation was spot on Dominique, that, like you were talking about, they definitely have four of their top five scores back from last, last year. They're going to miss the defensive presence of Larry Pierce. They're going to have to figure that stuff out, um, replace his length. Um, but Sabian Kane was a, a stud in the, in the fall league. Um, he was really good. And, that, that was that's enough and, and two A's loaded right that's why North Davies is at three A exactly yeah <laughs> beating that drum beating that dead horse <laughs> what Kyler who'd you have is your 10th team this is wild but I also had university nice yeah I, I don't know I guess we're all we all think this alike but uh pretty much all you guys said um, I think the consistently they'll be good throughout the season uh but I just think they might have a tough time with Park Tudor in their sectional this year. But other than that, you guys nailed everything I was going to say. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because um, I had, well, I had a ahead of Park Tudor right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I got Park Tudor just kind of like right, right there. And a lot of it is just, I, I don't know. I will, some of it's guard play. Not not knowing what that situation is like at Park Tudor, um, but it, it's like two A's is so loaded. It's it's you know it's it's not uh, it, you know you just gotta two A's is pretty loaded. Who Carol, it, Kyler? Who was your ninth? I've got Eastern Hancock, um, the the Spalding twins back for them. Uh, yeah. really good, really good pair. Um, obviously their dad's the coach, uh, and it's just a well coached team all around. Went twenty two and six last season. Went to semi state, lost to Providence. Um, I would think just looking at their schedule, I would think they'd be the favorites to come out of that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, just overall, they'll they'll be a tough team. Um, and I'm just a big fan of the Spalding Twins. Uh, saw them in the fall league, really for the first time, like you know, where I could actually sit down and watch a game of theirs. But uh, and I was really impressed with them. But uh. Yeah, I uh, I have them at number nine. Yeah, same thing. I mean, Kane played with that group in the fall. Yeah, he did. As yeah, you, as you recall, and he was um, obviously. I think a lot of the Spalding. I mean, they were a semi-state team last year. They came awfully close to beating Providence, and they basically. I mean, they do lose Landon O'Neill. I I never saw a game where he was productive which is not necessarily fair to him because I only see him probably play twice a year. But I'll, I'll, we'll get the Eastern Hancock, my, my assessment of them later. But um, Dominique, who was your ninth? I had Carol Flora at uh, at number nine. You know, they went to the semi-state last year. I think you are at that game, Jim, right? No. Central, no Central Noble. I, no, I did not go to that game. Where did I, yeah. where did I go last year? Oh, he um, went up to Elkhart. I don't know. No. I think I may have stayed home. Something happened last year okay. that kept me from going to a game, and I can't remember what it was. I remember the year before when I didn't go to the semi-state, what kept me. it was, But I don't remember what kept me from going this year. Gotcha. Um, I, at this point, I think Dominique's just copying my list because I've got Carol oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> I know they got their uh, top, top three scores back, and like I said, they yeah. went to the semi-state and lost to – Central Noble last year by six. So, uh, yeah, they got, I got him at nine. Yeah, 
Jake Skinner, Owen Duff, Chris Huerta, those are the three guys you're referring to. Uh, Austin Coons will is a kid that starts for them. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Um, and they're going to have to work their figure out the rest of their their rotation. Uh, they they didn't lose a whole lot of production from last year. Um, but there's not a there's not there wasn't a lot of size last year outside of Skinner and Duff. But but those guys are both tough matchups at that uh, at that level. Um, my eighth, Tipton, primarily Noah Swan, Grady Carpenter. Um, I th- I think they they will miss two key players from last year. They they graduate, they'll miss some size, but they'll get. You know, Jackson Mooney is a, is a good ball handler for them. A senior this year that uh, is a really good outside shooter is kind of coming into his own physically. Connor Hassong should should see a bigger role this year. And then the guy, the, the kid they got coming up from JV that probably still growing, probably growing as we speak, Sam Humrichus, Humrichaus, sorry. Sam Humrichaus, whose brother was outstanding at Tipton. I think he's now playing at Huntington or – Somewhere in the G, somewhere in the uh, crossroads league, but you know Sam was a JV kid last year that I that I, I would be willing to bet that he gets a little bit that he has a much bigger role or has a big role in the varsity this year. But I I love Grady Carpenter. I I think he's. I mean, last year I thought he was the second best passer in the state behind Braden Smith. Um, I as a freshman. That's pretty impressive. I think that's impressive anyway for a six five kid, six four, six five. Uh, his scoring production should go up. If it doesn't, then maybe they'll they're in a little bit of trouble. But uh, you know, they've just they and they've got a lot of shooters around him. Swan's a good passer in his own right too. Swan was one of the state leaders in assists last year, so they get a lot of great ball movement with that group. They like to play fast. They don't make a ton of mistakes. Um, and I'm looking forward to that Oak Hill game at Tipton this year. Uh, the, the repeat of the game I saw last year was just a little closer to home. That'd be, I like I like getting to Tipton to, for for games. But Kyler, who was your eighth? So I had uh, I had Carol Flora at number eight. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean you guys again nailed it. You're making my job easy this morning. But uh, um, obviously, I, I think they have a new coach. But I, I still think they'll be they'll have a productive season. Um, and like, like you mentioned, Owen Dove, Jake Skinner, they're, they're tough matchups, especially at the 2A level, um, which, I mean, is a huge advantage for them, plus they're seniors, so they've got some experience mm-hmm. going in. So, um, but yeah, I've got them at number eight. Dominic, who was your eighth? I had Wapahani at, at number eight uh, with Aiden Franks and Isaac Andrews mm-hmm. coming back. Two guys who could be scoring over 20 a game uh, this year for them. Are they – Getting some NAI stuff there, Jim, or they are office? Frank's. Frank's is Andrew's stuff is a little too early. Yeah, I mean, I it, he's. I think the question with Andrew's above that level is what what position is he? Yeah. Um, you know, he's um, outstanding shooter. He, he got caught fire a few times in the fall league. Oh, he and, did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. Um. Both those guys can really stroke it, and and yeah, they'll probably be among. They'll probably be among the highest scoring duo. In the, in the state, those two guys together. Um, there, there was a there's a couple, 
guys that make there's a couple of lists like that or a couple of backcourts or tandems i suppose you know is the word i'm looking for where that might come close to matching them but but absolutely for sure they'll be shocked that they're not both over 20 a game they they, they do get a little bit of size from from nathan nelson um who oddly is a soccer player at six five which is one of my working theories of soccer is for set pieces. You you should have at least one guy out there that's six, four or taller. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Nelson could be that guy. And I'm talking like that, like internationally, you just always got to have that one guy that's six, five that you could put in a box and and have him go up and get it with his head. But uh, you know, he's, so he should have, you know, he should have that. I mean, he, I don't know what his offensive skill is. I know statistically he rebounds pretty well. He moves pretty well, obviously. But uh, he's um, they'll get plenty of scoring from Franks and Andrews and Aiden Mahaffey will will be another guy too that they'll rely pretty heavily on, at least uh, at least from a uh, you know defensive and, and ball player you know ball movement perspective. Uh, Dominique, who was your seventh? My seventh was Providence. Um, I was. Last year at the state finals, that was the team I was most impressed with. I'm most shocked by, I guess, surprised by, impressed with, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. whatever you want to say. Because just because, like, just from hearing people talk and kind of looking at it, to me, it sounded like Providence was kind of control possessions against Central Noble, who was more athletic, probably more talented, uh, kind of control possessions, kind of you know, slow it down, muck it up type of stuff. And all of a sudden, they blazed out of the gates with 25 in the first quarter shooting threes from everywhere and and uh defensively they were really good uh but they, this year they returned back Casey Kalem's their best player really liked him in the state finals um and then they I think Jim you want to talk about maybe if you have him on your list or now that you said something about a transfer from Louisville correct yeah Trinity Noah Loven yeah uh, it's just, a, he, I've got, I'll just chime in here I I've got Providence seventh as well and and like you talked about, they're they're not they do have a really good outside shooting and Casey Kalen, Quentin Hess, both those guys. Uh, no, the thing with Providence last year, they were by far the most physical non four A team that I saw all year, and probably from a discipline and fundamental standpoint, probably the best defensive team that I saw all year. I mean, they they really pack it in. I mm-hmm. mean, they they. They would lack the size to consistently compete, you know. But you know, at a at a four A level, I'm sure they would they would probably, you know, get their get their win. And I'm talking about like up here in this area. But I mean, as as impressed as as I always seem to be with Carmel's defense, I mean, just fundamentally, Providence's was right there as well. They they don't nothing is easy against them or less than, you know, nothing was easy against them. And, it, and I just saw the one, I saw the one game live. I did stream their semi-state game, um, you know, which, you know, was, it was, um, I, I was, just, I was really surprised. They, they didn't have a great win loss record coming out of the tournament, coming into the tournament, but they do play up, they do schedule up and they don't, uh, you know, they don't play a typical two a, or, you know, they don't play I mean, they're basically a private, they're parochial school down there. And they, they definitely scheduled, you know, the, the best teams in the area. 
Noah Lovan will add to that toughness. He'll provide for them another ball handler. He will provide for them um, another score, although I his three-point range, I it wasn't – he's played in the fall league. I don't know how consistent it was. Um, he struggled at the line a little bit in those games. Not that that truly matters big picture-wise, but, you know, again, that was our first look at him. And, you know, that doesn't mean he's not – that's not something that he – you know, if he's working on it every single day – you know, it, it probably gets better during the school season. But uh, Casey Kalem is definitely their, their number one guy offensively. Quentin Hess, who was on fire in the state final game. Now, he came. they came in saying that he could have easily been a starter. I think he plays soccer, so I think there's some – like he might be a big-time soccer player, like where he might miss things. I can't remember what the, what the description was. I know after this gets published, I'll get a text – because one of their assistants listens pretty religiously. Uh, they'll get bigger contributions from Grant Siebel. They'll get bigger contributions from Jaden Johnson. They may even get some production out of freshman Elijah Fuller-Tucker, 6'6", freshman for them. Um, if if nothing else, he'll, he can rebound because he does play hard. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, I don't know why I have him this low. I guess because they do lose a lot. And I don't know how much size they have. You know, that's that, that might make a difference uh, with, with some of these other teams. But again, two A is pretty loaded, so I don't I don't feel I don't feel too bad with them being seventh, especially with some of the teams we're going to be talking. I'm going to be talking about later. Did that cover it, Dominique? Yeah, if you got, yeah, I mean, if you got it. Yeah, you didn't know much about Loven. Loven is a kid who lives in Indiana. Went to Trinity Lutheran or Trinity, not Trinity Lutheran. That's in Seymour. He lived in he's lived in Southern Indiana, I think, the whole time, and just went to Louisville Trinity, and then this year transferred back to Providence. Um, there's two other kids down in Louisville that are Indiana kids that should be at Floyd Central. Crew Gibson and his brother. Um, one crew would be a senior and one the other his little brother would be a junior i can't think of his first name but but both those guys six seven six eight would have been really nice on floyd central's roster this year but they're not they're just they're uh still over louisville they still had a ton of size without them so they wow. they did yeah that that group did last year that floyd central group was oddly oddly big and you know and um I forget who it was that put a bunch of points on them. And someone was chiding me for saying that Floyd Central was a really good defensive team. And I'm like, well, I mean, they are, but that doesn't mean there can't be like one guy that goes out and has a great game because none of those dudes are like high level individual defenders, just under Sturgeon, just a great defensive team. And I think they proved it most games. Maybe, maybe one guy could go off on them. I just can't remember who that was. Kyler, who'd you have at seven? I had Wal- <clears throat> excuse me. I had Wabahani. Um, yeah, at seven. Yeah, just a you know a really a really talented uh, backcourt. Um, I think Isaac Andrews is one of the toughest players in the state all around. Um, got a really you know just tough mindset in the game, and he's not afraid to you know go at the defender, um, but you can shoot it really uh, shoot it really well. Um, sectional is it sectional forty? I mean, I think that's their that's theirs to win this year. Um, so pretty high on Wapahani, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, make a deeper run um, 
in the uh, state playoffs. I had them at six. Just bumping up the ladder right there. I had them at six. I think we've we've covered it all with them. But who was your sixth, Kyler? Um, this is where I had Providence. So, is it, yeah. Um, yeah uh, I mean, defending two-A state champs. Uh, I mean, a lot of talented teams in the South, but don't be surprised if, uh, you know, Providence, you know, can get back there. Um, but I, I think I just have them at six, just a little low, just kind of what you said. They, they do lose quite a bit of guys. So, and their, you know, their size is a little question. So I think six right now is probably like the perfect spot for them. Yeah. And going back to the, the, the Wapahani thing, you know, sectional 40, the, the, the prospect of that sectional changed dramatically when coach Olam left and took the Muncie central job, uh, presuming his sons went with him. So that's going to be a big bulk of that Monroe central team that I need to double check here. Um, that Monroe Central team that was in sectional 40 went undefeated during the regular season. Yeah, they were really good last year. Yeah. Yep. And then they got thumped in the they did get thumped in the regional final by Carroll, but they were they were 20 21 and 0 heading into the state tournament and I'm sure they're going to look a lot different this year. Um I, I think it was a pretty heavy senior class last year. Yeah. I think. Dominic, who was your sixth? I had at number six, I had Gary 21st okay. uh, century there. Um, they do lose their <clears throat> their size there with, with Price. Big 6'9 kid, lefty, has graduated. Um, but they do bring back their three perimeter guys, Ashton Williamson, obviously, um, who's a Division One guard, DJ Moss. And Quentin Floyd, um, <clears throat> I think they started a freshman last year, and a couple other guys off the bench. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard that, and I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I thought I heard that some of those guys might have transferred to Bowman Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not sure on that. I did see something about it on a, a post about it, but the freshman you're referring to now, sophomore, was Lemetrius Williams. Yeah, right. So. I'm not like I said. I seen. I did see. I know. I saw a post about. It. I just don't know if it's a you know if that's confirmed or not. Right. But but the the three that the three top guys I really like. Obviously Ashton Williamson almost averaged a triple double last year. Right. Um. Does it all on the court, especially at the two A level. Super explosive, quick. DJ Moss, super strong left hander who can shoot it, get to the rim, finish above the rim. Um. And then Quentin Floyd seems like he's kind of like a microwave guy, man. He can get hot and uh fill it up as well. So they're going to moving up from one, a to two, a, uh, they're going to be competitive in the two, a group. And I got them at six. I've got him fifth and I absolutely love Williamson. And he's, I mean, he's definitely one of the top guards in the class. And I, I defensively he's, he's lockdown potential it's at the D one level. He's locked. He has lockdown potential. I, you know, my my concern with them is there's times where there's some of those couple of those guys, Moss being one of them, gets kind of disengaged. I agree. And you know, when things don't go well, it kind of snowballs with 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 him, and and it, it happens in the defensive end of the floor. You know, that's a that's a maturity issue. I don't think it's uh, he's not out there saying, "Hey, I don't feel like playing hard." It's kids like that they they lose awareness. 
and and that comes you know that that comes with age and experience uh i mean they are definitely a team that has the talent to win a state championship i think you know there's there's a few teams i mean but i think these top 7 teams are these these top 7 my top 7 teams i think are all teams that have have what it takes to win a championship obviously providence is the defending champ wapahani has the big time scores i think gary 21st century will also challenge them for the tandem the guard tandem the the, the perimeter tandem that uh um, you know from a scoring perspective in williamson and moss and floyd's no slouch either i mean those guys are kind of interchangeable offensively and they will miss their size and eric price he was impressive last year I was really I was really impressed with him, uh, especially at the beginning of the year. The question for him was just just staying healthy and being able to stay on the court. Let's see, that was your sixth. Did we cover yep. Kyler? Did you say your sixth? Yeah, this is where I, I had Providence. That's where you had Providence. That's right. So who was your? So I had Gary Twenty First Century as my fifth. Kyler, who was your fifth? Um, this is where I have Park Tudor. Um, okay. I have in my top 10. Again, I, I kind of mentioned this with 3A and 4A, but with a few teams, but I think this is my 218 that, you know, they got the talent. I mean, I like that senior class. Uh, Jermaine Coleman, Bryce Petty, um, Thomas Rufflin. I like that class. I, I feel like this is the year to get something done um, with Park Tudor. And Jermaine, you know, he's seen a lot of improvement. I really like his game. Um, could, could say he's probably maybe besides Ashton Williamson, maybe the most talented player. Uh, at the two A level, um, and um, I'm also a big, I'm also a big uh, Kale Bossett guy as well. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of production for them this year. Um, he's a year, what is he? Uh, 25. Yeah, so he'll be a year older. Yeah, sophomore. And, yeah. yeah, so I really like him, um, and I think they just got some good younger pieces around there, and they've got you know the talent at the senior level to carry them. Um, so I really like Park Tudor this year. I, to me, the guard play is the issue and realizing that Jermaine Coleman is their best player. You know, I think sometimes they forget that. I think sometimes that they don't. Last year, they they, they wouldn't find him. Um, and when you're playing in space, that's fine. You know, and they and they especially with the uh, with um, Jordan Bowles, who graduated, those guys could pressure and create turnovers and and turn defense into offense. I, I think they're going to have to continue to do that. But in the, in the half court, there'd be times where they, they just would never look for Jermaine. And it's, um, you know, Coach Adams probably beating his head over the sideline. <laughs> Tell him to get the ball to him. I mean, that's definitely going to have to be something that they do this year because I don't know that, I mean, he's their most complete offensive player. That's my only that that's my main concern was just uh, chemistry cohesion, you know. But at Bostic will give them some extra size. Probably will let Jermaine will let Coleman do different things, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so that was your fifth, right? I'm trying to yes. I'm trying to keep track of my head here where we are. But Dominique, who's your what, what, what's your fifth team? Right with you, Kyler. That Park Tudor at five. Nice. Uh, I think you covered it pretty well. But, yeah, I agree with you, Jim. Getting Jermaine Coleman a little bit more involved this year. Not more involved, but maybe uh, – No, more involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More yeah. involved would be the word. 
Yeah, okay. I, again, some, of it's, some of it's the games that I saw. I mean, you know, it's look a lot of this stuff is a lot of this stuff is timing. I mean, as much as as much basketball as we all see, there's 400 high schools in the state of Indiana. Uh, on average, even the teams I intend to see, like purposefully go see, I can only see them play two or three times a year. Um, you know, Park Tudor plays a plays a difficult schedule, and so their record is never going to be, you know, is 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 not going to be necessarily um well, it's definitely not going to be unblemished um maybe they went but, 14 and 7 last year yeah so solid you know, lose the first round of the sectional uh, that that's you know i don't they just i don't know i i want to see more i want to see better decision making out of that backcourt i guess because these other teams are definitely together you know, you watch them play, and that's you know that's kind of what you know the, the chemistry is definitely there. And I'm going to be I'll see him Tuesday or I'll see him Wednesday night. Uh, Garen Catholic versus Park Tudor. That's, that's going to be a good, good game, and it's going to yeah. be at Park Tudor's new gym, so I'm going to get a chance to see that too. Looking forward to that. Cool. Uh, anything else on Park Tudor, Dominique, or was that? It's pretty. That's pretty much it on my end. Yep. Yeah. Who was your fourth, Dominique? I had, I had Eastern Hancock. Yeah. At at, at number four, they return like I think Kyler talked about about them earlier, but they, yeah, they do return uh, the twins. But then four of their top five guys are back from a semi-state run last year, where they fell short to Providence. So yeah, I like Eastern Hancock at four. Edric, I have, I also have them at four. Edric Miller is a is a is a good athlete, especially at the two A level. Nice slasher can finish can finish I mean, he's excellent off the ball Asian Hancock does a great job they're fun to watch uh Grant Gray is a kid that I think they brought off the bench last year who's one of their better shooters I think that's who that is the transfer from Greenfield Central last year hit two big threes against Greenfield Central I was like wow they, they Greenfield could have used him um but he's, you know, he's definitely going to have a bigger role this year. They, like I said earlier, they do lose Landon O'Neill, and again, timing. I there were games I just it seemed like he was never really a factor. I mean, I know they relied on him a lot, and they and they might miss that scoring. But I think Miller and Gray will certainly pick it up, and the and the, the Spalding twins are are wonderful. Kyler, who was your fourth? Excuse me, I got uh, Blackhawk Christian at four. Okay, um, now I'm curious who your top. I was going to say we all had the top. The same top three, but now we don't because you've got Blackhawk. It's not too crazy. Blackhawk <laughs> top three is not too crazy. Uh, well, no, that's fine. I, no, I just was curious because, like, we we get in these tiers where it seems like, you know, we all kind of have the same group of teams. And I was thinking, well, we probably all have the same top three, just in which order would it be in? Well, I'll, I'll just say before before I get deep in the uh, Blackhawk, I'll just say what uh, – separated Blackhawk from like my top three was just that I felt like my other three had just a little bit more depth. That's just kind of where um, I have it. But anyway, Gage Septon uh, and Josh first return uh, to provide that, uh, you know, one, two punch. Um, you know, I just think this is a tough team overall. Kellen Pickett, um, kind of a, uh, I, I don't know what you'd call him on the team, but man, he's, he's really good. You know, six, eight sophomore, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's got had a lot of good varsity experience last year. You know, he'll be back. He'll make a leap. But uh, I think this is going to be a difficult team uh, 
to uh, to beat come tournament time. Um, they've just got a good mixture of, you know, veteran guys and young talent. And I, I think that's the makings of a good team. So I got Blackhawk at four. I had him at three. And like Jimmy Davidson is also returning for them. Yes. Sorry. He actually, he actually led them in rebounding. Uh, they, I mean, that, that group of seniors, those three seniors have, you know, I think last year, I think last year we came into the year, I don't remember where I had them, but it was, it was definitely pretty low. Uh, and they went out and won their first eight games, <laughs> you know, and you're like, wow, maybe it wasn't all just, you know, and not because none of those guys had a whole lot of varsity experience as sophomores. Uh, Sefton probably had the most coming into last year. So it was basically a whole new crew and it, you know, and it spoke, it spoke to the coaching, you know, coach Davidson, the, you know, who's obviously since passed and, and, you know, they've, they've turned that over to Matt Roth and, and Matt inherits a good group of kids and they're hardworking Gage Septon at six, five is, is a tough matchup at the two, a level. He's, he's oftentimes under, under coach Davidson was their primary ball handler. Uh, but then he could also post up. I watched them play Tinley last year. That was a fun game at Tinley. And it was um, – he he had a hard, he had a rough first half, but then he really got cooking in the second half, and Tinley didn't have a whole lot of answers for them. And, and, and then what they will have this year is, again, yeah, Kellen Pickett, most of his minutes last year were at the JV level. But he still provided them some minutes at the varsity level, with giving them a little bit of a hint of what he can do. And they, I mean, that group right there, Jimmy Davison led them in rebounding. I think he's six three. Uh, first to six six, Sefton six five, Pickett six eight. Uh, you know, if any if any if any teams lack size, Blackhawk Christian has some of it to spare. Uh, Dominique, who was who was your third? Blackhawk. Yes, sir. Blackhawk Christian. Um... Yeah, you guys kind of stole my thunder there, but uh, but no, I uh had all Sorry. all those. No, you're good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Septon and first back both leading scores from last year, but to their two best players, and then yeah, Davidson. I love his ability to do kind of all the other things, the dirty work. He's in the weight room. He's put together rebounding and defense, and scores it in the paint pretty well. Assists. I think he averaged like five assists. Um. And then yeah, Kellen Pickett. I was really impressed with him last year. I seen him at the couple uh, at the end of games a couple times. I'm like, who is this six eight kid who has you know runs the floor really well, rebounds it really well, scores it in the paint, blocking shots. I was really impressed with him, and you you think he's only got, gotten better since then. Um, I want to try to make their home opener. It's going to be they're going to reveal Coach Davidson's court. I guess they're going to name it after him, Coach nice. Davidson. On the 29th, they got Northside, and it's going to be a huge game, and their gym is very small. So I don't know. It is, yeah. Been Hopefully I can get in there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I like Blackhawk Christian a lot. I was going to actually leave, let you lead with them because that's Fort Wayne's your neck of the woods there. But then Kyler dropped them at the fourth, so it was just a, <laughs> My all good. Natural. I should have gone, gone to you first. Let you. I, I think the question with them is going to be big picture. Outside shooting, yeah. Who's who's going to yeah. provide it? Are any of those younger kids that are stepping into roles, or even maybe kids that we don't know about yet, who's going to step in there and be, be the guys that you know hit those shots? And uh, you know they, they they. 
the early years of Coach Davidson, they had plenty of shooting and not a ton of size. And yep. and now as as his progression, of course, having Caleb first didn't hurt. Uh, but but now it's the flip. They've got a lot of size, and and it's not like Septon's going to be able to hit open shots, but he's not a natural shooter. Uh, first probably would be a kid that if he's wide open will be take a three. I don't know about Davidson at all, but yeah, that, the the question is going to be is who's going to who's going to provide some outside coverage for them because you know the Tenley game. It, it was it, it was mucked up. It was two teams that, other than other than Alondo Hall, for Denley, nobody else could shoot. It was everything was in the paint, and it was uh, physical, which is not not bad. I mean, it's not wasn't like I said, it was a good game, but it was uh, it, it was brutal. Bad. It was a lot like watching Xavier versus Indiana University IU last night, which Kyler had an up close and personal look at that game. I did. It was fun. Who, who'd you have at three? Um, I had Lynn Stockton. Oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we all know Joey Hart. Um, we know how talented and how good of a player he is. Um, Central Florida commit. Um, but also you got Logan Webb and Brandon uh, Walters. Uh, you know, Logan Webb's got some good size and strength on the wing. Um, another solid ex- uh, shooting threat, you know, right next to Hart. And then you got Walters, who's the definition of a point forward. Um, he's just a very versatile player. Um, you know, the two way, you know, South bracket, it's going to be tough, but Linton's got a really good shot. Um, really going deep this year. And plus they're just extremely well coached. So, um, yeah, Linton Stockton at three. All three of those guys are matchup problems because they, they're like Logan Webb will can really, he, he's their best post player. You know, he's their best score in the low post. And for him, he's developed an outs. You know, he's developed more three-point range. Braden Walters absolutely is their primary ball handler at six, as a 6'5 junior. They need him to score more. Coach Hart begs him to score more. And then Joey just – he's just kind of a stone-cold killer out there. He doesn't show any emotion. Uh, nothing phases him. Uh, he just goes out and gets stuff done and, and can score in buckets and – and you know is you know all three of those guys they they can do a lot of different things with them and and coach hart gets pretty creative with them who who's your number two then kyler um i've got gary 21st at number two okay all right there we go all right you want me to go in with them Uh, i mean we both hit them up what yeah, tell us. I mean, it's not a I mean, it's a good choice. I mean, Ashton Williamson, probably one of the top three players in that class. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, no, it just comes down to that. I mean, if th- that team's got a lot of talent on their team, um, obviously led by Williamson. But if that team, you know, if they all stick together and they're all on the same page, I mean, that's a real dangerous team in northern Indiana. Um, they could really make a deep run. and they, they could. They've got the talent to make it to the state championship. I'm anxious to see their depth. Last year they played um, the team from Illinois that I think had the guard that was going to Iowa. Uh, hold on, let me look. Let me look real quick. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Um, Wasn't it Tuscola or something like that? Tusculum. Tuscola. But I, I gotta, I gotta find the kid's name. Um. You're saying Gary played this team? 
Yeah. Are we talking about the guy that played on Indiana Elite that's going to Iowa? No, 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 no. You're talking about Tyler Cook. Um, yes. No, this is a 6'4 guard, like Preston Brown or somebody like that. Okay. Uh, I don't know what AAU team he was on. Well, at my point, that kid was outstanding. And Tuscola really attacked him early. Had a had a decent sized lead, but Gary was pressing the whole game, and you could just see by the middle of the second quarter, Tuscola basically was done. They were spent, and from that point on, it was dead legs. And Gary, twenty first century, had their way with them. Uh, they, um, I want to try and find the score here. Uh, where is it? Course we're getting everything off of I mean they Gary 21st century I think at one point was down 16 in the first quarter they won by 23 and this this kid that was I think going to Iowa was outstanding what's his name I don't know <laughs> he's not a state kid I don't know I just know that he was committed to somewhere and um I mean, it's it's not germane, you know, to anything other than the fact that Gary. My point was that Gary first century, twenty first century, is going to create. They're going to have to be able to rely on creating offense with their defense, uh, because that's it's something they're outstanding at. They they pressure people, and if they have the depth to do it, uh, this kid is not at Iowa, so I don't know where the heck he was going. Maybe Iowa State. I don't know. Was it uh, Jalen Quinn? Maybe. I think it. I think that's who it is here. Where's he go? Where's he at? Loyola, Chicago. Loyola. There you go. That's what it is. Okay. Six four <laughs> point guard. Six four. Yeah. He was so not really Iowa. Not <laughs> Iowa. He was really good. And they were up big, and their their bigs were like farm fed offensive linemen, like Warsaw type bigs. Hey, they, Jim, those Warsaw guys were in the student section this year, not on the team. Okay, good. Guys. Well, the one kid's not bad, right? Jaeger or Jaeger? No, he's, the... he's playing. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's playing. He's, he's, uh, he did really well the other, the other night. But the big Russ Winchester. And oh, Winchester's not guys. playing basketball this year? No, he was on the – he was the lead in the, the student section. and Really? Get, getting after Kokomo's guys. Had to get talked to by their AD or whoever went over to him, but – but yeah, interesting. I, well, that's a loss for them. I, I mean, he's he's skilled. I'd take you down here. Come down here and set some screens and hit, <laughs> hit some second second cutter open shots. So yeah, Jaeger's pretty good. And, I, and the other two guys I named when we did the four A podcast, we talked about what game you were going to or what scrimmage you were headed to, and um, the other two kids I mentioned were both seniors last year, so they wouldn't be there anyway. But yeah, they right. had a. A trio of Luke Yeager, who played mostly JV last year, was six seven two thirty, and he was the smallest of the he was the smallest of the the four bigs they had sitting on the bench against Kokomo during the scrimmage last year. Um. So yeah, my I guess my concern with with twenty first century or not concern, but the question is is what kind of depth do they have this year? Do they have the same type of depth they had last year? Because last year they had oodles of it. And they just bring waves of guys in who could press and. And pressure, so that so that's your number two team. 
Yes. Tyler. Yep. Dominic, who was your number two team? I had Linton at two. Yeah. Uh, who? Yeah. Who Kyler covered pretty well. Um, I did see him play last year against um, uh, Addicts. I think that was, was at Brownsburg, potentially. Yeah. That, that showcase. Um, but yeah. That's where I saw. That's where I saw 21st Century. Yeah. Twenty piece. Twenty piece yeah. Tuscola. Tuscola. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to see, yeah, like I said, some of those, I think we talked about it in the prospects, uh, podcast, but with Joey Hart, yeah, I just want to see him, uh, kind of take off and just, you know, put teams away. Um, and, uh, obviously Logan Webb, we talked about Braden Walters. So yeah, they got, they got their guys back. They're going to be really good and, uh, look forward to seeing them this year. They play Heritage Christian at Brownsburg during the shoes for Santa classic. Yep. That's, that's played there. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup. Yep. Um, so we all have the same number one, I'm guessing. <laughs> I would think so. Guess. Indiana Christian, right? Oh, wait. <laughs> Actually, they're, they'll be, they're going to be good this year. Uh, so Brownstown's it. Yes. That's yeah, all I got. The team that drops down from 3A – the, the yeah. half the reason why North Davies is playing three A. Dead horse, <laughs> dead horse. I'm not letting dead it go. Horse. Not letting I it go. I love the Southern Indiana drama. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. <laughs> That's I grew up on that. I love it. <laughs> Do we? Someone someone posted that on Harold's site that North Davies moved up to three A to stick it to the IHSA for their for their private school issue. <laughs> and, I, and I had to go into this diatribe of you realize we have why we have all these new private schools and why we have all these new charter schools is because 20 years ago or 23 years ago, we instituted this, we passed this legislation that was, was uh, harmlessly named school choice legislation which basically lets you take your tax dollars in, in the form of a voucher to any school that you attend, regardless of where you live. And, and, and so all of a sudden all these private schools, you know, became viable. And I'm not talking about the ones that most of us know about. I'm talking about like the covenant Christians in Indianapolis, all of a sudden now became a great place to go. Um, I don't, you know, Trinity Lutheran down in Seymour, they're soaking guys up. Uh, we, you know, we've got dudes all over the place, right? Blackhawk Christian has benefited greatly from that, their ability to get kids and, and have vouchers, you know, have vouchers, uh, you know, have tax dollars being put toward their, uh, you know, put toward tuition. Uh, then we have charter schools like Gary 21st Century, Tenley, uh, you know, a school like University Benefits, because again, it, while it's not a charter, or it's a purely a private school, it is also a school that can accept vouchers. Uh, Ileana Christian now is coming through. They're they're getting better. Um, you know, if I would have put more time into that topic and thought it was relevant without going into a political rant, not really a rant, but I mean, the reason why we have all of these charter schools and all these private schools at the lower levels is because of this of the school choice platform that that was started 23 years ago. 
or at least that was initiated 23 years ago. It started before that. And I'm not going to get too deep into the woods and into what I wrote as far as a lot of the implications as to why it came to be. But it was basically supported at the at a, at a state level by by National Association of Realtors of meet, some meetings I sat in on uh, because it would allow it would allow people who live in urban school districts who live in nice homes, you know, that, you know, let them go to whatever school they wanted to. And it was basically the, the, one of the big breaking points of urban school districts, at least in this state. And it's, of course, it's taking place across the country. Uh, you know, Fort Wayne was greatly impacted by it. Evansville, South Bend, especially was greatly impacted by it. And Indianapolis, IP, the IPS schools, certainly as well, were greatly impacted by it. And, and you know, not all these kids, not all the, these schools that closed as a result because they were losing students left and right, they weren't replaced by other big schools. They were replaced by a bunch of small schools, South Bend, right? Career Academy, whatever that school is called. Yep. Um, you know, we're <laughs> going to see, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see a lot more of that because, um you know, and some of it is definitely good academically. And the unintended consequence is the impact it had athletically. Nobody was sitting in those meetings back in the late 90s going, hmm, this is a way we can screw the small rural schools in the state of Indiana by having all these charter schools and having all these private schools pop up and become viable athletic programs. But that's what we see. Whenever you see a Blackhawk Christian win or whenever you see a Tinley win, Whenever you see a Gary for 21st century beat a team, there's always that crowd love. There's always that crowd noise on the other side that complains about, well, they don't have borders and all this stuff. Well, those people probably voted for somebody who passed that legislation in the late nineties or their family, <laughs> their family did. Um, I don't, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but, uh, but it was, it was funny that, uh, someone cited that as far as North Davies. So I'm going to keep beating that drum all year. Probably I won't be, wel- <laughs> I won't be welcome by the end of the year, but um, Brownstown, what do we need to know? You said that Ashton Williamson was the best player in two a Kyler. Did Kyler say that or did Dominique say that? I think he said he was one of the top. Yeah. One, one of, of the best. Said one of, yeah. okay. Well, one of, I yeah, was going to say, I think he's the best. Jack Bender's like, here, hold my coffee. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's Jack. Yeah, it's Jack Benner. I mean, I had Jack in my top ten. I didn't have. Oh, that's true. Ashton. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, oh no, yeah, it's it's Jack Benner. That's who you need to know. And <laughs> you need to know. I mean, they got some depth on there as well. I mean, obviously, you bring in the Scottsburg transfers of Kobe Hall and Chance uh, Comer. Um, that's a big help. So, yeah, they got they got a good team this year. Yeah, and Parker Heyman's one of their another one of their ball handlers, and then they'll they'll have some additional size with Aiden Shore, Bryce Neal. Both those kids are. Bryce is about Neil's about six four. Shore is probably six five, six six. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about the Shore kid. Uh, I just know that he played a little bit in June when I watched him. And, and Benner was. I mean, he's going to be a load. He's he's got. Dominique made a great point about Joey Hart, and it's sort of that that closer mentality that um, Joey's going to be more of the guy that, that gives the ball off, gives the ball off and then works his way through screens 
to get the ball back. Uh, I think Benner and both these guys obviously are coached by their fathers. I think Benner's the guy that takes it and says, screw it, I'm just going to score. I don't know which is better. I think Joey's method, of course, translates better at a higher level because I don't think Benner's going to be able to go ISO ball in the Big Ten. Uh, whereas Joey Hart can come off double downs and floppy baseline floppy action all day and hit shots. Um, but in a game between Linton and Brownstown, there's going to be times where you just want to, you want to run a quick action to Joey and let him go to work and have him decide, you know what, the best play might be the selfish play. That's, that's, I think that's a little bit of a closer mentality and it, it doesn't have to be, come down and go one on three or one on five, but it is get a quick action and, you know, get the ball and be decisive, be aggressive and say, screw it. I'm scoring. I'm getting fouled. And, and I, and Jack Benner's really damn good at that. Really damn good at that. And I, I would know, I would probably, if they meet, where would they meet? Are they going to meet in the regional? It would have to be right. I mean, if Carmel doesn't get out of sectional, I that's I'm. Well, the regional would be a one-game regional. So where's where's Brownstown? Right. I forgot about that. Let's see, Brownstown. No, they would meet in the semi-state. Hmm. So that may be that may be a reason to not go to a four-A semi-state, as if Brownstown and and Linton are both at the semi-state level. Because that's two high-level teams at the 2A level. That's two high-level teams, period, and two high-level players. You don't get that a whole lot at the 2A level. I mean, we've we've only named three, maybe four Division One guys so far. Right? Hard, yeah. Better, yeah. Williamson, depending on where, you know, where Moss may fall. And Holman. we got Jermaine, yeah. Oh, Jermaine, yeah. My, my fault. I was looking at my top ten list. I don't know. Yeah, is, that, is, Isaac, is Isaac Andrews a fringe Division One player, do you think? Maybe? Oh. Like a low major? I don't know what position he would play. I mean, he would be a two at that level. His size probably needs – he probably needs to grow a little bit more, right? Yeah, and I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, that's yeah. obviously nothing he can, that's controllable. But, um, but anyway, yeah, that's – I mean, look, those – Franks and Andrews both are – they could be good crossroads league guys. And, and you know, if, if Andrew can answer some questions defensively, like what level can he guard, then then maybe Division Two's come a call. But that's the same thing with Aiden Franks is what what position can he guard and where does he fit in in that, that equation. And so far that's, you know, but, you know, so far that's GL, you know, so far that's the NAI level. But shooting is a premium, and both those guys can really stroke it. Um, you know, Benner also shoots it well at six – five six six heart same thing i mean you're just and it's a different level different level of athleticism too um but am i looking well, at this right here jim uh university plays la lumiere it doesn't say blue or la lumiere it just says laporte la lumiere i'm gonna guess that's their blue team okay i've seen it on here where it does have blue next to it but i didn't know yeah, I'm gonna. It I'm says, gonna guess. Yeah, I'm that'd be really interesting it. if it was uh, a <laughs> their first team. 
Yeah, I don't think it's their first team. <laughs> I'm definitely trying to go to that game. And there's no way in hell their their first team would travel down here to play a, a road game. <laughs> no. That's misuse last year traveling, right? Down the road to play Cathedral. Yeah. No, <laughs> on the road. Shit, it was excuse down me, the was, road. It was up. Yeah, it was around the corner. Yeah, I said down the road from them. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to play anybody relevant in, in the state of Indiana. No, I've already looked at their schedule. I'll probably be heading up up north to see them when they play Mount Verde Academy. Yeah, they played Mount Verde three Mount Verde three times. So yeah, for that I mean, league, they're, they're not going to play anybody. You know, they they played Brownsburg when when uh, Pierce Thomas was a sophomore. Oh, really? Yeah, Brownsburg was all was pretty much all sophomores. Um, and that was the group that you know couldn't shoot. The Brownsburg group that that class just didn't have any shooters. If if Luke Brown would have stayed at Brown, if we would have gone to Brownsburg instead of moved to Hartford City, Brownsburg probably would have been a state championship contender because he was a Brownsburg kid. Who went to Bethesda right. Christian? All right, I know Dominique's got to go, and Tyler and I actually are both up against it doing the one A podcast, so we may have to we may end up blitzing through that. I don't know. Do I only found nine good teams at one A. I'm gonna have to make something up for team number ten. We'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. Uh, Dominique, you uh, what? Uh, well, we're gonna record our normal pod tomorrow, right? Eleven thirty. Yeah, I got a couple lukewarm takes. I think I got to turn my heat up. Get some gotta, hot yeah, gotta takes be hot. going. Got to be yep. hot. And remember, I'm going first. So, <laughs> all right, that's it. Unless anybody else has anything else for two A, I'm good. That's it. All right, cool. All right, well, we'll uh, we lose Dominique for the one A pod. So if you listen to the one A pod first, I guess we gain Dominique. <laughs> um, if you listen to it any after any others, he won't be there for the one A pod. He has kids. He has things to do. Um. I recommend eBay, but you know nobody ever seems to want to sell their kids like that. So <laughs> probably laws against it. Um, at any rate, you guys appreciate it, and we'll see everybody on the one A pod. And then if you also listen to three and three A and four A pods, Dominique, thanks, man. Yeah, we'll see you. Thank you, Kyler. We'll see you here in two seconds. Got it.